Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Can't be in the same room, but a podcast can't be stopped. The cinemas are empty, the industry is fucked, but we won't log off. We're not going out, we're staying at home. And when we watch films, we watch them alone. We sit in our pants, stick on something crap, and then we hit Skype for a little chat. Little chat, little chat, little chat, little chat, little chat. Hello, it's episode two of the coronavirus film chat it's pretty similar to the normal film chat we just took the segments out and it's just one long one and the two of us are in in different in different rooms and we got different mindsets to normal we got pandemic mindset on yeah exactly so how's your how's your current state of mind how's your (laughs) level of personal hygiene how's life uh yeah pretty good i'm not showering i'm not shaving you know i'm just all growing out this isolation bit Mm. I think I'm just going to keep it as long as there's a pandemic on. Just keep on going in and out. I haven't had a haircut in a couple of months. I think I think it looks good. Thanks. Maybe this is maybe this is just the new look. Maybe this is I, I, how I should go. I want us both. I want us both to look like basically what like we did in school, except with the addition of a huge full beard. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we were both we both had much shaggier haircuts uh, when we were at school. So I want to return. We don't return to that. Uh, um, but with big man beards. <laughs> big manly big boy beards. Yeah, because we've gone through puberty. What what about yeah, we both have, definitely. <laughs> um Do you know how low my balls are? Very low. Because they dropped. Um h- how are you doing? Uh yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um I got a human companion with me, my brother, so I think that's um you know, that helps. Sure. Um and uh yeah, I mean it's going it's it's going okay for me. I'm not. I don't think I'm um you know struggling with it. I think I'm in I'm in a relatively uh, um privileged position compared to 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 a lot of people. So I'm, I'm doing doing alright so far. Have you been hitting the like Netflix pretty hard? Or have oh. you been? How have you been occupying yourself? Oh my friend, I've been hitting Netflix like nobody's business. Uh yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies. I mean, should we discuss them? I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to chat about these films? Let's chat about them. Let's chat about them. Uh, what, what would you like to hear about first? I've seen an eclectic mix. I send you a oh, rundown. Oh, you're going to give me a, uh, an offer. Yeah, yeah. I send yeah, you a spread. list of all my uh, film watching. Just just pick a name. I'll give you an opinion. Okay. Wow. How exciting. All right. Give me give me the list. Give me the lowdown. Uh, so I saw 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Uh, I saw House on Haunted Hill. I saw the new version of Emma. I saw the bigger, more tense film Captain Fantastic. 
seen Escape Plan with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I'm probably forgetting one. I saw this film noir called He's, He's Walked at Night. Uh, and um, saw this film called Suddenly starring Frank Sinatra. Yes. This is a very it's a very wide ranging. Yeah. B- before I before I choose from the selection, how are you deciding what what movie to watch? There there was a BFI list of the best movies on Netflix and Amazon Prime. But then like when you watch one it's you know it's like titles like this. So I kind of went down a sort of rabbit hole of what was on the sort of the the dark basement of Amazon Prime because these things are designed to be very hard to navigate. They're like uh like department stores or something, right? You know, all the sort of shiny stuff's at the front and they just keep on giving you the new things and it's quite hard to figure out what's on where. It requires massive listicles and luckily people are making a lot of lists these days. It's one of the big booming industries of the pandemic, list making. That's a, that's a popular internet article format. Yeah, so what do you, what do you want to hear about? I've got, um, I got opinions for days. I want to know your opinion about Captain Fantastic. I remember seeing a trade of that when it came out, got some pretty good reviews. Um, the general um, uh, post-civilization look of Viggo Mortensen and his family in that film seems pretty suitable to our current times. I think we've both um, got ambitions to look like he does in that film over the next couple of months. So, yeah, uh, yeah I want to know what you made of it. Okay, well, the people who said that movie was good were, were, were idiots. They're liars. It's not a very good movie. Not mincing words. It's, not mincing words. So, the new film chat format is not mellowing you out. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting more Just brutal. As fiery, as fiery as ever. So basically, Viggo Mortensen like, lives in the woods with all his kids. And the premise is that he's kind of raising them uh, t- t- as like the ultimate uh, civilians. They're super well-read. They speak like nine languages. They've got the sort of athletic capacity of like Olympian athletes because he makes them go rock climbing and stuff and teaches them lessons about life. You know, he's the ultimate dad. And the mum passes away early in the movie and they decide to drive to her funeral. Uh, and on the way, they sort of, you know, learn lessons and stuff. But it's very confused about like what Viggo Mortensen's sort of beliefs are. He's got this like very... It's like, is he a libertarian? Is he... Uh, like a fucking like cult leader is he some sort of Dave Waco thing the, and the movie is, seems to be convinced that he's like incredibly charming and the kids are really fun and entertaining and then like it goes very soft on the fact that he's clearly mad and he shouldn't be raising his children in the woods and teaching them to like kill bears when they're like six years old that's obviously a very dangerous thing to do yeah 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 uh, and there's like one particularly excruciating scene where like they stay with some uh the uh, the sister of the de- deceased mother and like their kids are like oh can I play my Xbox and like oh oh geez I want to go around like Steve's house and like watch the game and like uh you know they have this argument about who's better parents and like this like fourteen year old can't recite the Bill of Rights and then Viggo Mortensen like just summons one of his like you know zygote children who's like she's like two months old and she can like speak already nine languages she's she's uh sold Fermat's last theorem because he's such a good dad but your, your kids are with, without a mother now i don't think you have any idea what you're doing to them i'm you're... saving their lives that's what i'm doing ben you sound so ridiculous is knowing how to set a broken bone or how to treat a severe burn ridiculous knowing how to navigate by the stars in total darkness that's ridiculous how to identify edible plants, how to make clothes from animal skins, how to survive in the forest with nothing but a knife. That's ridiculous to you? Jesus. They have the cardiovascular and muscular endurance levels of elite athletes. Who cares? They're children. 
They need to go to school. They need to learn about the world. Justin. Jackson. Would you please come down here for a second? What? How old are you now, Jackson? Thirteen. Can you tell me what the Bill of Rights is? Um, what something costs, I guess. It's a good guess. Hey, Saja? Yes? Would you please come down here a moment, sweetie? I wanted to ask you a quick question. Saja just turned eight, by the way. Bill of Rights. Amendment 1. Congress should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of... Stop. Regurgitating memorized amendments isn't what I'm asking for. Just tell me something about it in your own words. It's not the Bill of Rights. We'd be more like China. Here, at least, we don't have a war on the searches. We have free speech. Citizens are protected from cruel and unusual punishments. That's enough. Are protected. Wait a minute. Saja, how would you characterize the 2010 Supreme Court decision on Citizens United? Corporations have the same rights as people, so there's no spending limit on candidates. Which means a country is ruled by corporations and their lobbies do fund candidates and command their fealty by demanding... Jesus Christ. You made your point. We get it. It's very impressive. All of you. So he's not he's not just Ray Mears, he's also Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, there's a really irritating bit where like instead of Christmas they like celebrate Noam Noam Chomsky Day. And it's oh like it's god, Noam seriously? Chomsky Day. And I was like, oh my god, like what the fuck that is this? That is absolutely amazing. Chomskmas. Yeah. Uh and then like Frank Langella is like the sort of dad of the, the mum, the granddad. And he's obviously got, like, major concerns about his grandchildren. And the, the movie seems to cast him in the role of a villain. But, like, when he turns up, it's like, finally, a fucking grown-up is in this film. So I was really confused about... It was supposed to be something about, like, the sort of uh, boundless American dream. Like, they're like this unconventional family, but they stick together for adversity. But I just found them intensely irritating. I was really hoping they'd all die of like a very like curable like disease because they didn't have modern medicine or something just to like serve them right and it's like you know it hasn't got a sort of coherent philosophy to Viggo Mortensen's character. It's just like it's just supposed to be cool. I think was yeah. the sort of idea. I found it very irritating. Captain Shit's more like that would have been my review, and <laughs> I watched that at the time. Uh, but it's on Netflix, so if you want to be a bit annoyed, uh, by all means, watch it. It also ends about four times. Like, just just kept on ending. Like It was like Lord of the Rings or something. There's just like another ending. That's in Vigo's contract. Yeah, it's like, surely... Since, since, since Lord of the Rings, he won't be in a film that ends one time. God, tell me about it. Have you seen Green Book? Do you know how many endings that film had? There's so many endings. <laughs> oh, my... Remember Hidalgo, Legend of the Horse, or it was called? So yeah. many, <laughs> so many endings. Yeah, the number of endings in Eastern Promises was extraordinary. It's what pushed that film to like 85 minutes, you know, it had like 26 minutes of endings. It was just a short with like about 18 endings tacked on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I found that uh, not, not one to miss, I would say. Alrighty, you want to hear about a film I've been watching, uh, or been watching and finished, um, which uh, I also wasn't that impressed by? Yeah, yo, yo, oh, oh yes, please. It's the 
romantic comedy film, Set It Up, which is a Netflix movie. Uh, I've watched a few of these uh, Netflix rom-coms now, including uh, The Night Before Christmas with Night with a K, which I think we yeah, yeah. talked about on the film chat before. I, I um, and also Falling In Love, that's in with two N's, um, because it's about a woman who gets an in. She yep. owns an in. Um, and I really should have rounded off the trilogy by watching Napoli Ever After for the full the full set of pun Netflix uh, titles that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, but we didn't. watch Set It Up instead. No pun in the title, so that's an immediate um, black mark against this film. It is basically a kind of a cross between Horrible Bosses and The Parent Trap about two uh, young, sexy PAs in New York City who decide to set up their deeply unpleasant bosses in order to give themselves more free time. So they're, um, they're being worked ridiculously hard by their, by their appalling bosses, and uh, they decided if they were romantically entangled, it would kind of free up their own lives. It was not good. Not a crackling <laughs> rom-com. I, I, was trying to, I was having a little muse on what is so Netflix-y about, um, about films like this, and like the other two as well. And like... It wasn't like it's not immediately obvious because like the what Netflix is trying to do is not that dissimilar to what major studios try to do. You know, like turn a profit while not spending too much money on the like on the budget. Sure, you know absolutely. I mean? You know, it's not like they have a more cynical approach to uh, to to um, producing films than than major studios do. But I think that there is something about that. Like, what sets the like Netflix film apart is this. It's got this more ephemeral quality. I think like that is what makes something feel like a TV movie in a lot of ways, or or like a TV serial, like or like a soap opera or something, is that it's not intended to be kind of recalled or to like stick around or to have an impact. It's only intended to kind of pass the time and make you want another one. Yeah. And um, uh, so there's just something like exceedingly for like. Like obviously, there's loads of formulaic Hollywood rom-coms that are proper films, but these ones are kind of they 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 hit their marks in this kind of really competent way, but but also this kind of like completely empty way that just it's like you're going to struggle to remember any scenes from it, any jokes from it. <laughs> there's no laugh that will get you above a kind of mild chuckle. You know, there's no nothing is too ambitious. It, there was definitely like a tick box exercise where you've got to meet like various kind of beats, and they've just kind of just done that and it seems like everybody got paid and it's all fine um but it doesn't make for the most satisfying watch and i think like that kind of thing can be fine but this was just not it's not crackling um didn't have a lot of laughs got a really obnoxious male lead particularly both the leads are quite kind of annoying but he is particularly annoying he's the sort of more career-minded and ambitious of the two and so there's a lot of scenes at the beginning in which he gets berated by his boss and then insist that that's fine because that's just the world he's in. And then he kind of, there's a scene of him horribly bullying an intern, which did not ingratiate himself to me. And I was like, well, I don't want this guy to to, oh, no. to, to, to get a snog with the other woman and, you know, fall in love at the end. I want him to be the villain who gets murdered yeah. by the hero. Um, but it didn't turn out that way. It also has like a really strange attitude to bosses. The whole setup of the film seems like it's just begging to have some class in it you know mm. um with uh uh two underpaid overworked um underlings who are getting um horribly abused by 
their working conditions and by their sadistic, um, narcissistic bosses. Um, but for some reason, the film has this real strong uh, injection of Devil Wears Pradaism of the the woman boss is the kind of strong trailblazer who you look up to who's actually kind of cool and when she's like abusive towards you that just shows what a strong woman she is right. uh, whereas like the male boss is just uh, a maniac <laughs> um uh, even though they both display many of the same qualities so and I, I found that really really strange then like at the end of the film there's like the 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 female boss is the sort of good boss and the male boss is the bad boss but they both uh, clearly ought to be guillotined so i <laughs> found that found that a bit dissatisfying also um however the the woman boss is played by lucy Liu, and she was i would say a cut above the rest of the movie she's just great chewing the scenery a little bit generally seems surprisingly invested in the role given what we were watching you know and uh so props props to her i would say for lou fans out there well, the well, Lou heads. I am a Lou fan. I gotta say, I watched a lot of Elementary because she was in it. As, oh right, as, well, as, as Watson. Crazy casting, really, but I loved it. Well, <laughs> you should you should set up set it up, and get your Lou on. Um, uh, I'll do it because yeah, I mean she's she's pretty good in it. But the rest of it is is it's not good. Was not good. Should we talk about Escape Plan? Sure, sure. Escape Plan. Bit of a latest Netflix party that we had. Which I remember was one of like Arnie's comeback movies. When he'd given up politics again, he's like, okay, I'm back. I'm making films. How do I recapture the 80s? I found another guy from the 80s, my best buddy, Sly Stallone. And so the premise is Sylvester Stallone is an amazing, he designs high tech prisons and then gets himself incarcerated and then checks other people's prisons out. He's like, you know, you put me in the sort of modern Alcatraz, but luckily I just, you know, used a milk carton and then I just broke out the next day. He's like, he's basically the equivalent of like software engineers who try to break down firewalls. Right? Yeah. In order to test the limits of the system, except he does it with prisons. <laughs> he does it I mean, with physical great, walls. A, it is a great premise. But then he gets incarcerated against his will in a really, like a really good prison. Even he's like, fuck me, okay. <laughs> I thought I've been in some tough prisons before, but this one's going to be a challenge. But luckily, a prison it's... designed by a man who's read his book. I know it's the it's the worst, and so he teams up with Arnie to uh, to escape. It's a you know they get an escape plan together. I uh, I gotta say I enjoyed it. I liked uh, I like the I think there's just a bit more meat on the bones of these types of movies where it's like if you okay you put them in a prison. And they got to escape, and they got to do various little things to like enable that escape. I mean, it was better than Escape from Pretoria. Got to be honest with you, <laughs> that that uh, apartheid escape movie could have learned a few things from Escape Plan. It says how to structure an escape movie. You need a lot of obstacles for your protagonist to overcome. Yeah, and there's got to be some camaraderie, and they they're friends and enemies, enemies and friends, or whatever. A sadistic prison guards is. I think. They were a bit too sadistic in Escape from Pretoria. They didn't have any, like, in this one it's Jim Caviezel, who's, like, clearly picking up the check, but he's, you know, he's a bit evil. He wears, like, a nice suit. He talks in a low voice. I've, I had a lot more time for it than the, than the other one. He's the, uh, yeah, he's he's that kind of villain, the softly spoken villain, like the warden from the Shawshank Redemption. Um, And uh, Vinnie Jones is, like, the head guard. And Vinnie Jones. Has he ever been in a bad film? Dressed like he should be like a henchman from Flash Gordon or something. I don't, they're, they're quite sort of wacky outfits. 
<laughs> like skin tight black suits with these um kind of what look like plastic pauldrons uh i mean real are we the bad guys kind of uh get up for that, him that's why it was good that's why it was a good film clear uh creative decisions that communicate the ambitions to the audience 100 percent. i i enjoyed escape plan i think like of the nonsense we've been the the, the macho stuff we've been watching lately one of the superior offerings really blew away hunter killer which was shit <laughs> film that is like that is a film is taking itself way too seriously uh like the far far too many uh professional gi joes doing their jobs you know and not smiling uh whereas um escape plan much much sillier and therefore much much more enjoyable um i did somewhat raise an eyebrow at the inclusion of um 50 cent as the kind of hacker character who uh works for sylvester stallone's company he seems to have a very um, successful business here as the prison escape artist man um and uh his his top it hacker gentleman is played by 50 cent he gets referred to as a techno thug at one point and i was a bit like oh no i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure about that (laughs) uh and then his dialogue is a bit like i'm gonna slap you bitch and you know that kind of thing it's not on uh, and then he jacks a car at some point as well of course he does of course he does of course he does the techno thug um so uh so yeah but otherwise you know pretty pretty enjoyable i like arnie as well i think it's just he's got something he definitely has something, Arnie. I, I I love him. I just love him, just the oddity of him and his career. It's like, do you remember yeah. when the most successful actor in the world was this bloke with a really like pronounced Austrian accent, built like a brick shit house? I just, uh, you know, and I'm liking all these these old old buddies, these old massive men bonding. It's just quite sweet. I found the it. Predator, it's the Predator handshake. Yeah, There's a lot of movies, there are movies that embody the Predator handshake. Around. Exactly. And yeah, there's definitely something to that. There was a lack of memorable kiss-off lines. I think they were striving to like create some memorable, you know, one-liners for Arnie in particular, but also Sylvester Stallone, and they just didn't. The script didn't quite have the zingers. I don't think. Didn't Arnie, Arnie, say something at one point. It was something like uh, "See you later, asshole" or something. They were. It was yeah. something like that. It wasn't that. It didn't really zing, you know. Have a lovely day. Asshole. I felt like there should have been more inventive deaths, which he could then like kiss off on. You know, <laughs> g- given yes. given how crazy this kind of Looney Tunes prison, I felt that there should have been more inventive ways that the, the guards got killed. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? It passed the time. Um, that's all. Yeah, that's that's all slightly, films can do these days. It's got a slightly strange attitude towards prisons in general. So that film, like, the prison is bad because it's 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 like run by like a private military company or something. So like that's bad and it's so the conditions in the prison are so bad that it's just a bad prison but like his job is to make prisons you know more restrictive of the inmates like that is literally like what sylvester stallone's job is is to make prison sort of worse for the people who live there yeah he seemed conflicted. So I did, in his I did find that a bit strange. I mean, if he if he'd left the prison and been like, "Now I get it. Now I get why prisons are bad," and I'm, you know, and I'm and I'm gonna renounce my career, but well, I didn't. Enemy really seems to be there is there is an escape plan two and three. So maybe he's massively into prison There's reform a three in this sequel. As well. <laughs> yeah, escape plan two's on Netflix, but escape plan three I think just went on demand like a few months ago. Oh shit! Okay. 
I would watch. I would watch Escape Plan to Colon Hades. I would definitely watch that. Dave Bautista's in it. The other thing that I liked about it uh, was this this sort of really really tacked on um, element of uh, kind of anti finance or like anti capitalist uh, sentiment in the film, um, where there's a the sort of subplot in the movie is an, an attempt by the prison warden to root out this Robin Hood kind of figure stealing from the rich and giving to the poor um who's like an unknown he's got an alias or something and uh and we we hear that all of the banks are teaming up against him there's a bit where um vincent d'onofrio who's in the movie uh is like the chinese banks the german banks the american banks uh the the saudi arabian banks they all want him or something he just lists off the banks they're trying to get this guy I mean, I don't know if I was just making this connection in my head, but like, there's a reference to Casablanca in the film, and I didn't know if this guy was supposed to be, if that was... He's, he's Oscar Laszlo. Yeah, a nod to Oscar Laszlo from Casablanca. Uh, I don't know. But he is a bit like that. Yeah, um, it's not as good as Casablanca, I would say. I uh, would say I would put it a notch below Casablanca, but I think Escape to Hades has the potential to be better than Casablanca. Oh, well, we'll have to watch it. I've added if they it take, to my if they watch take list. it to the next level. Yeah, but it was better than Casablanca 2. Definitely. Which is a weak sequel. Rubbish. All right, Danny, give us another... Uh, should I pick from the list? Yeah, by all means. All right, let's hear about the 36th Chamber of Shaolin, the 36th film in the Chamber of Shaolin series. Yeah, the best I one. See. So it stars Gordon Liu, who is a, a big star. It was the movie that made his name. And, he, and he's in Kill Bill, isn't he? He is uh, Pai Mei and kill bill and he's also the leader of the crazy 88 and basically it's a very classic kung fu movie like sort of simple farmer child man his parents are killed by the <laughs> evil imperialist he goes to this buddhist monastery where they're like incredible at like, kung fu and he process and he uh, proceeds to complete all the different chambers of shaolin there's 35 chambers and they all give you like specific skills that make you a badass uh, I don't, uh, he, he's, he levels up he levels up basically yeah it's the whole movie is basically or not the whole movie but the, the majority of it is just a training montage but the training montage lasts about an hour uh and it's basically you know in karate kid the famous kind of wax on wax off stuff it's the sort of non-winking version of that he just does very specific menial training tasks for about an hour where like he's got to carry uh, two pails of water up a like a steep incline, and then dump them, then go back down. And he just does that forever. And then he's got to like hold a really long stick with a weight at the end and hit a bell so his wrists get really strong. And he does that for ages. Uh, but there's some really good fight scenes in it. It's got a very abrupt ending. He basically spends the entire movie training, then like goes back to the village and so sort of, like wins in about five minutes. And then he sets up the thirty sixth chamber, which is bringing the kung fu to the people. So all the oh. uh, proletariat can train up and beat all the imperialists. It's another it's similar mm. to Escape Plan, strong politics. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is very the it's on Netflix and the sort of it must be the original dub is like very funny because it's like beyond parody, like how bad the dubbing is and like the sort of voices the American dubbers chose to like give the characters like. Uh, they've got the kind of, I don't know, there's not a specific accent, but like, you know, anyone who's like above 40 is like an incredibly old man voice, and anyone like below 40 is like very youthful, there's no in-between, like, 
the moment you grow a beard, you just have the old, you have the voice of like an 85 year old old white guy, like. Without wisdom, no gain. Yet gain must end. All men will be one. For there lies true peace. And happiness too. It is invisible and inaudible. And quite infinite. And you all hear the sound of bells. Emptiness is sound. We hear nothing. What about the the martial arts? Were they were they were they good? They were good. There's there's uh yeah. It's a lot of um. I don't, yeah, they are good. It's like it's clearly like it, it looks a bit cheap. It's like one set that they reject. They just redress endlessly. Uh, but it was good. There's a there's a cool bit where like he just chops a tree and like into like three parts but they're still kind of connected by the sit like the sinew the sap or whatever and then he like gives him an idea and gordon Lou does a great like epiphany face and then it cost him he's made like a free knotted nunchuck thing which he's really good at using uh and that's what gives him that's what allows him to progress to the 35th chamber like he was not that good with swords and like regular nunchucks he's like what if this nunchuck had one extra bit and then he just becomes the most astonishing badass but yeah, he's great. He's got like a lot of presence. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know w- how people become martial arts stars. If it's like, there must be loads of people who are just really good at whatever martial art he's practicing. But he does def- have a certain intensity to him. Or, yeah, like, I mean, I, a bit I, like I, there's a lot of bodybuilders who did not become global action stars. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, he's got something about him. So yeah, it's well worth a watch. It is a bit too long. It's like, it should be like 85 minutes and it's like, closer to two hours it's like they could have cut some of that training montage you know like do you think like 25 chambers would have been enough or yeah maybe maybe even 10 you know like yeah (laughs) you don't even see all the chambers they hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It loads, which I found disappointing. There must be some reason for that choice of number because it just seems does seem quite arbitrary. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure it has, just sounds it has cool. justification. All right, well, um, let's have let's have another. Let's let's have another. Oh, one. you want another? <laughs> yes, please, sir. Please, please sir. sir. Want some more of my I, opinions? Can I have some more of your opinions? Um, but I, but I, I, I will let you choose. If, if there's anything, we got we got Emma. He walked by night. Uh, Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. House on Haunted Hill and Down with Love. The, uh, um, Ewan McGregor. Well, Emma was quite a recent release. And actually went on demand because of the uh, coronavirus. Like, only was in cinemas a couple of months ago. And then, like, whoever distributors were like, hey, we can cash in on all the grandmas who can't make it in cinema. So, put Emma up. I think it's, like, a really badly directed film. Uh, it's basically taking this approach. Do you know Emma's, like, a sort of Jane Austen novel yeah. adaptation? And it's kind of like, I would say, just, like, a worse version of Pride and Prejudice. Similar kind of characters and, like, sort of... Uh, plot beats, but just not as good. There's like a sort of a guy who's like a bit like Darcy, but not nearly as sexy and brooding. There's a kind of character who's a bit like Mr. Collins, but like not quite as creepy and funny, etc., etc. 
And the director's approach is to make it all very colourful. It's very kind of Wes Annecy, where it's like every single scene looks like a sort of Laura Ashley sh- showroom. Everyone's wearing like uh, things that seem historically inaccurate, kind of pale pastel colours all the time. And there's just the most phenomenally like, like it's the most overscored movie I think I've ever seen. It's like the amount of incidental music is just like unbearable because it's kind of striving for this kind of light comedic tone. And the, the cast are quite good, but it's just like so overpowered by this kind of plinky plonky, like, and it's like, I just couldn't, it's unbearable. It's also got a, a really... Sounds a bit like they're playing Camptown Races all the time. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I also think it's got, um, this is a very shallow point, but the guys in the movie just aren't hot enough. The whole point of this, these types of films, you get some strapping looking young lads, you put them in some tight trousers and like pillowy, billowy, you know, white shirts, and they might emerge out of lakes or whatever, or like come into a, through a rainstorm to make them look extra sexy. And the guys just weren't sexy. Like the, the main guy is, um, what's his name? The guy that's like Zach Goldsmith, uh, Johnny Flynn. Not a sexy enough dude to be in a Jane Austen adaptation. And then there's another guy who's like, talked about for like an entire hour it's like oh this guy and everyone's like he's so handsome and he turns up and he's like this guy is like i'm gonna say butters you know he's just not a good he's just not a good looking guy <laughs> you're going to say butters. i'm gonna say butters is the actor callum turner he plays uh eddie redmayne's brother in the uh fantastic beast movies and he was in that movie uh, green room he just looks like a sort of normal to not that attractive man and I was like, this is ridiculous. It's just not... You can't be telling me this character's super hot and then cast an actor who isn't really hot. Mm. That's just that's just bad filmmaking. Well, <laughs> it's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? You know? Uh, maybe maybe there's people going going mad for Cam Turner. What if, like, you were watching a movie and there's, like, this hot guy's in a ton of any minute and then it was being played by Piers Morgan? Wouldn't you be like, what the fuck is going on? I would be, yeah. <laughs> you just, Piers Morgan, just lose your mind. Be... I wouldn't be equivocating. I, I wouldn't be saying to you, "Well, he might be someone's hottest ever guy." Yeah, I would be. I'd be fully condemning it. There's quite so. a good uh, turn by Bill Nye, just basically just playing a series of mannerisms. By this point, I think he's like he just is aware that the script isn't very good, so he's just fully upping the Bill Nye ness. Bill Nye um, is always. He always seems like he's in an episode of extras and this is a film within a film yeah, yeah he's always in this one he's really doing the um, yeah Emma, you know, yeah mm, uh. <laughs> it's just so much vocal intonations in this performance so i'd say one to, one to miss all right all right well i won't bother i don't won't bother. bother with it but if you want i can send it to you i can we transfer it to you if you want is it on amazon prime no yeah i had to download it i'd have to rip it somehow but well, that's fine. I mean, you've just told me it's not worth watching. So I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not too fast. Yeah, don't bother. Don't bother, mate. Uh, and what are you? What are, What are you planning to watch? What have I got on my watch list? Um, I've got. I mean, I've still got the another two hours of dragged across concrete. You know, could could Jesus. could boot that up if I wanted to. Yeah, there's a lot of like film noirs on Amazon Prime. Been watching a few of those. And I might watch a few more. I find them quite relaxing. They're all like 90 minutes. They all wrap up. Sometimes it literally says the end at the end. So you know it's the end. I like it when films say the end at the end. Yeah. It's in black and white. So there's less you know, information for your eyes to process. The editing is a lot slower. And it's just a very familiar 
world, you know. You know the sort of what's going to happen in a film noir, and uh, yeah. it's, it's just a company experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about um, yourself? What have you got not, on your watch I'm not list? Sure, actually, I'm not sure what I'm going to watch. Um, we uh, the next Netflix party movie we'll be watching is uh, Six Underground, right? The Michael Bay film. Yeah, the Bayham. Uh, the Bayham, full Bayham. Um, it looks absolutely ridiculous, judging from the trailer. Very sort of colourful, probably horrific politically. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm excited. So, so looking looking forward to that one. Um, but other than that, no, I don't know. Maybe another, you know, might continue the uh, the rom com delve. Maybe I'll watch Napoli Ever After, and I can tell you how good that is. Were you watching this by yourself? The... No, I watched him with uh, my girlfriend. Okay. Not that like I don't know what I would do if you said just watch it by yourself. Like I don't. That's a t- that's fine. You can do that. I don't know. Be like, oh, what you watch said you watched a rom com by yourself. What a bloody blow. Just watch the rom com. Don't, don't uh, judge me. I don't uh, want you or anyone to judge me. Um, I won't. I will never judge you. We, this this is synchronized synchronized viewing, uh, with ongoing WhatsApp communication throughout with hilarious comments. Yeah, good bands. Great. Stunning banter. Stunning bands. So funny. So much funnier than the film. Strong, oh, strong stuff. You could we could just do a live reading of the banter and release that as a podcast, and that would be that would be pretty entertaining. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> or as a commentary track. <laughs> do you reckon do you reckon Film Track could record a commentary track? Do you think that would um uh do you think that uh oh, we could we could do a solid ninety minutes of great comments? You know, like funny little remarks over the top of a film. I mean, we've never done an episode that's gone over like a minute ten. An hour. Uh, a, ten. Mi- a, a minute ten. <laughs> One that, minute that, and ten that, seconds. That's a real bite-sized podcast. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people always complain that the podcast isn't long enough. It's not rambling and meandering enough. So I think just more of it would be uh, would, would be, be good. good. Would be good. Would be would be great. We'll do we'll do a sort of funny commentary track for like hard to be a god or something. <laughs> oh my god! Not sure, just, if can, not sure if I can watch that film again. Do you? Just riffing, just hours and hours of great riffs. When we funny, saw funny jokes and riffs. Did you, have you seen it? Were you there when we watched Hard to Be a God? No, I, ha- I haven't seen it. Uh, when we went to see it, uh, it was me, Dan, Dougal. This is important information. Me, Dan, Dougal, uh, Eva, and uh, her fiance Fran. Then just her girlfriend. It was like the first time like Fran had met us, like her uni pals, and it's like this isn't usually our usual Saturday afternoon watching like this four hour <laughs> impenetrable Russian like black and white epic. And I was like, what would she think of us? Like, who are these fucking weirdos? Who she probably to... thought these guys were super cool, hardcore yeah. film filmies. Yeah, it was actually quite a bonding experience. We all left it a bit kind of shell shocked, like, oh god, what was that? Thank God it's over. But it might be a masterpiece. I don't know. It was it was pretty overwhelming just because it's so long it's just so long and just so hard to follow and uh just so beautiful to look at but also kind of grotesque hmm. maybe it is a masterpiece i'm convincing myself the more i talk about it well i'm i'm probably not i'm probably not going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't really want to watch something these days where I, I leave thinking thank god that's over it's not really the vibe i'm looking for in coronavirus times you know yeah i, I mean, mean I wasn't sad when Set It Up ended, but I also didn't feel, like, wrung out. <laughs> yeah, it's not what you want. It's not what you want. It's just not what you want, mate. I want light. I want light viewing. I think I might 
might try to watch the third series of the Castlevania cartoon. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Try? <laughs> might try. <laughs> might try. I don't know how far I'll get. You know, I might just try. I can't promise I'll try. You make I'll it try sound like you're try. trying to like build a really complicated like model airplane <laughs> or something. I might try to watch Castlevania season three. Well, maybe it's maybe this is the time to get really into anime in a big way. You know, I hear yeah, there's, I hear there's a lot. Of, time to get into anime. There's a lot of it to watch. So, oh, I said before I'd watch more Ghibli as well. So maybe I'll do some of that. Um, all right, we uh, we should wrap this up. Otherwise, our advertised little chat is not going to be small enough. Oh, it's going to be um, big. But uh, before we go, I want to have one more opinion from you. Okay, okay, okay hear me. Just I want let... a snappy, I want a quick, snappy opinion from you about Down With Love. Okay, Down With Love is directed by Peyton Reed, also director of Yes Man. I've heard of, of Peyton Reed double bill. And then he went on to direct uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it's basically a kind of uh, somewhere between a parody and a sort of loving recreation of a sort of 1950s Rock Hudson, uh, Doris Day uh, style rom-com. I think it's actually it's very charming. I would recommend it. It's like it's whoever is the production team like clearly love these movies and it's shot with, like all the sort of Technicolor glamour you'd expect. And it's also quite smartly written in that uh often in the movies like the rock hudson character would have a best friend and who was basically coded as gay he'd be like his best friend who loves him so much and then they would end up with you know his love interest best friend or something but in the movie it's played by david high pierce like openly gay actor but he's playing someone who like everyone thinks he's gay but he's like resolutely straight and then the uh rennie zellweger sort of counterpart is sarah paulson who's also a openly gay actress who like, is always accusing David Lopez of being gay and they end up together. And it's got like sort of, it's quite cleverly written and it's like makes a point of how contrived and sort of artificial it is. It's, yeah, and uh, I think Ewan McGregor's a bit miscast because he's not like a Rock Hudson, Cary Grant type. I don't know who that actor would be. But I think Rennie Zellweger does a good Doris Day, not impression, but sort of thing. Like, I wonder what it's yeah. going sort of 50s starlet kind of thing it's all very you know it's a real kind of souffle of a movie it's very light and fizzy and uh there's lots of musical numbers and lots of stuff like people staying in the same hotel and going to different rooms and like lots of sort of old school farce uh but yeah i think it basically sort of achieves its aim of being a bit of a throwback movie i'm not sure like it's definitely appealing to it's like somebody's favorite movie you know it's like but I'm not sure I'm that person, but I have seen enough of what it's referencing to sort of get the joke. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unlike Set It Off, maybe despite the fact that it's going for a light, fluffy studio, you know, uh, 50s pick, which they made like a million of it. Essentially, I think it's kind of stuck around. It's, it's I've seen it on a bunch of lists of like an underrated movie. I don't know. If, like, I don't have an opinion. I've just rated it. I, so it was neither underrated or overrated to me. I watched it and I was like, this is pretty solid movie. And I always like seeing David Hyde Pierce. I've never seen him do anything but uh, Niles, basically. Uh, and the voice of... What about in Hellboy? Yeah. Yeah, the voice of that. Yeah, and I was disappointed he didn't. He wasn't in the sequel. I thought you were going to say you were disappointed he wasn't more like Niles. Yeah, and he should have been more like Niles as well. Yeah. <laughs> he was a bit like Niles. Yeah. As that fish monster. But maybe monster is not the right term. He probably... But fish man fish man um so yeah i all would right. Re- recommend all right i'm down right. with down with that, love i think that might be the most positive review of the <laughs> of the app gotta, um, gotta go so see it nice. 
got it nice to end on some positivity. Okay. Um, especially in these difficult times. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Join us in a few more days when I've watched, um, I don't know, God knows what. We've consumed some more media and we'll be back and we'll be talking about it. Alrighty. Okay. Bye, folks. Let's do it. Come. See, the important thing is that you stay at home because there's a truck in now. Okay, no one is allowed out, especially someone that is like 72 years old. After you're 65, you're not allowed out of the house anymore in California. So we stay home and we eat here, right? Oh, yeah, that's yummy. I eat with the whiskey and there's Lulu. Lulu loves carrots. Whiskey loves carrots. I just had my little bit of vegan food. Oh, that was yummy, huh? Oh, See, that's what we do. We don't go out, we don't go to restaurants, we don't do anything like that anymore here. We just eat with whiskey and with Lulu. We have a good time. We get entertained. Look at that beautiful smile she has. Huh? Oh, yes. Yes, it's yummy, huh? And we have a good time eating here together. So much more fun than going outside. No more restaurants, okay? No more restaurants, forget all that. Public gatherings, restaurants, and all those gymnasiums out the window. Stay home. Very whiskey, huh? <laughs> you are I have you in my neck. Yeah, whiskey. And you, I have you too. Now I have both of you. <laughs> Look at this picture here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No biting. Okay, you got to get along. Because we're in very small quarters. We have a very small house here. Yeah. Good girls. I love it. Good girls. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.